The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. This is the Retirement Clinic. Welcome. Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. with your host, Aaron Kowal. In the big chair today, Aaron. Good oh, morning, chair. sir. Where's my throne, Paul? Your throne is, uh, <laughs> it's back in the closet. Okay. But, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll get that. It's good you. to be here. It's always wonderful to see you. President of the Colwell Investment Group, the retirement specialist, heard Monday through Friday on the Mark Belling Show. You guys do the uh, daily market updates, and Saturdays we get an hour to talk about Retirement, and that's your niche, right? Yeah, retirement. We we uh, work with people close to or already in retirement, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or more in retirement assets. Uh, work with a lot of business owners, um, you know, and and executives, high net worth individuals on on planning. You know, we were talking off the air. It's a, it's it's not like a a bad. Uh, it's not a bad retirement. You don't set it and forget it. That's a bad retirement plan. You want to be actively involved and actively working on it throughout time. Even when you retire, you have the plan. It has to be redone uh, every year or two to make sure that you're still on track. We have a guest in studio today. We welcome back Joe Breyer with uh, Lake Country Advisors. Joe, you're the president there. And good to have I you am. on the show again. Yes. Great to be back. And good morning to you guys. Looking forward to... Uh Discussing everything and anything that needs to be talked about for exit strategies. Well, yeah, exactly. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what what you do, uh, what about your company, history of your company, um, and all that. Yeah, so we are uh, a mergers and acquisitions firm located here in southeastern Wisconsin. We help business owners who want to sell their business either in the state of Wisconsin or the state of Illinois. Uh, we are licensed in both. Um, and so we sit down with business owners who want to finally sell their business and retire, and we we put together a customized exit strategy plan for them. You know, you, a lot of times, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, a business is generally the business owner's largest asset. It's the most valuable asset. Uh, am I mistaken that? No, uh, you're not. For the most part, uh, a lot of business owners, that, at least the ones that we work with, uh, that tend to fall on the lower middle market. So we're typically working with business owners that, you know, they have a value of their business of one to fifty million. Uh, that could equate, uh, let's say, they're doing anywhere from five to fifty million in total annual sales. So the reason I bring it up, it's their largest asset. How long? before they decide to sell, should they be talking to you? Because you don't wake up and be like, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm, I, you know what? Let's go sell it. I'll be out. It, it's not like selling a house. Right. You know, no, it's even, not. Even selling a house is somewhat of a process, right? This is, it is. This is way more, I would think, intense. It's more involved, right? This is selling a house times 10 on steroids and buckle up for an emotional roller coaster ride. Because we typically say, I mean, you know, you guys, you got to realize these business owners, typically, they've been running their operation for sometimes 20, 30, 40 years. So they're about to give up their child for adoption. And it's emotional for them. The blood, sweat, and tears that they've poured into it for so many years, um, it's incredible. And so uh, to your point, Aaron, yeah, it is correct. Um, 
the best route is to plan ahead and strategically think and so we can really lay out a customized process for them. However, there are many times we get phone calls and they need to sell ASAP because a life circumstance has popped up that was unexpected. And so, you know, we get both sides. We get the planners and then we get the individuals where, you know, it's time to go right now and we need to try to sell within the next, you know, six to nine months. Which is not always an ideal situation is to, unless they've been running their business the whole time as if they're planning to sell. But I found that's not, that's not always the case. That is not always the case. I know some, you know, I'm in some groups and stuff. I know some business owners that it's like, I am starting the business now and I am selling it in seven years and, and I'm going to rinse and repeat. Not all of them are like that. A lot of times they got into it by accident or because uh, they're forced, forced to. Um, what if there's family involved? It's a family oh. business, and there's well, that, that's that a whole diff- layer of complex, you yeah, know, complexity this, too. The succession planning we hear about now—that's is that a different ball game, or do you deal with that as well, Joe? Uh, yeah, no, we deal with both. Um, you know, when a family member wants to come in and try to take over the business, uh, we work with those types of scenarios and situations. And, you know, it's our job to, while we're primarily a sell-side representation firm, we also need to handhold the buyers. And so in a circumstance like that, where it's a family member coming in, you know, it's it's our job to really direct and guide and help navigate the buyer, who is a family member, to go get the appropriate financing and conduct their appropriate due diligence and really try to keep the peace within the family. Joe Breyer's company is Lake Country Advisors. So that being said, how far do you, you know, where do you serve the entire Southeast Wisconsin area? Just Lake Country or? Uh, The entire state of Wisconsin and the entire state of Illinois. Uh, We primarily We'll sell businesses, you know, up in Green Bay, La Crosse, but primarily we're local here in southeastern Wisconsin and, you know, the the northern Illinois territory. Um, I'm a big believer if you're going to head down the pathway of trying to sell your business, you need an advisor in your corner that is actually local. Mm-hmm. Um, having someone where you can meet face-to-face and – uh, so my dad says, press the flesh. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I've never heard him oh, say that. Oh, yeah. That's a He's great got, term. He's got all these Jeffisms here. So face-to-face, obviously, and local probably helps from, you know, this market as well as anybody, well, right? Well, absolutely, because there are, there are some market dynamics that have to be taken into consideration. But, you know, it's also, again, when you're handing your business off to an individual, um, you really got to trust your gut. And as far as deal structures, which I'm sure we'll get into, mm-hmm. um, you know, if if you're participating in a deal structure where you're not getting cash at close and that's it, which is very much typically the scenario when you're selling a business, there are some very creative deal structures that have to take place. You really got to have full faith and trust in the buyer that is acquiring the company from you. Yeah, and there there can be a lot of different structures on you know on, on these deals. Um, so when should you start planning? Like, let's say I'm sixty and I don't have any family in the business. Um, I don't want to do this forever. Um, looking at the market, looking out there, 
uh, out at the, the environment right now. When should I start planning? How, when could I expect to sell if I want to do it right? You know, when way back when, when we first started doing training on exit strategy planning, they say from day one, the moment you start a business is the moment you should start planning your exit strategy. At least have something in the back of your mind. Absolutely. What you, I, what's the big picture? What's, what's the, the end goal? game? The other, right. Well, is, is there always an end game? Yeah. Eventually you're going to retire or uh, I think it's unfortunate. You talked about something tragic like a family death. Well, then somebody's going to step in, right? Right. What if you don't have a plan? Yeah. There's a lot of confusion. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, we run into that from time to time where a business owner will call us and say, hey, we've had an unexpected uh, health scenario pop up within the family and now we're we're panicking. We're, it's, it's time to really put together a very quick plan and sell this company as quickly as possible. That's not necessarily the best case scenario. This whole show is going to be the boss segment. Yeah. Business we're, we're owners. We're not doing a boss segment. Uh, that acronym, business owner savings and security. And a lot of business owners are so wrapped up in their whole life and career of, of blood, sweat, and tears in their business area and that sometimes that is their retirement plan. Right. They'll vast majority is the retirement plan. Uh, you know, a lot of my uh, you know, a lot of clients that they have a business and frankly, they're, they don't care as much as maybe they should about the investment side of it. Uh, it's like, yeah, I got my business. I can always earn more. Just, you know, and so they, they, that's where their, their focus is. So um, what do you think is if somebody that does wake up when they're 60 and they say, you know, three to five years, you think is a good, you know, cause I could imagine you'd want to get, you know, get your business house in order, get your financials right, get the, you know, try to maximize profit. You know, tell me, walk me through some of those. What do you look for to maximize well, and, the value? And you need a buyer too, right? Like any you real estate transaction. Yeah, so. definitely. So, uh, you know, going back to just the, um, original layout of an exit strategy plan, you know, you want to, First and foremost, understand what the overall goals of the business owner would be. If that's to sell now or in a year from now or in three to five years from now, you know, we're, we're typically trying to get a better understanding of what are the goals involved with that. Most, if not almost all business owners care more than just about the money. Hmm. They care about the employees. They care about the customers. They care about the legacy of the business. All of those need to be taken into consideration because based on what is going to hold the heaviest weight of importance on what their overall goal and objective is, we may need to customize the exit strategy based on that. So, um, you know, and, and of course, there's some operational things that that we'll take a look at and, and kind of point out that th- those could be either really good and business value drivers or sometimes there's characteristics of the business that actually bring down the value. So we need to go through those lists and really understand, you know, where the business currently stands. And if we do have enough time uh, before we bring the business to the open market, those are some of the things that a business owner can begin to work on up until the point that they're ready to go and bring it to the open market. Aaron, you work closely, I assume, with uh, Joe. You've had him on the show in in the Mm. past, right? So if a client of yours talks to you about their retirement, you work with many business owners, right? At at what point do you get Joe involved? Like you said, you don't just wake up one day. Right. And and Joe's advice, you should know from day one what your exit strategy, or at least what your plan is all about. Well, we want to get 
as, as early as possible. We want to get them involved as early as possible. Some clients don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about selling the business. I can't force them to, but we want to make sure that we get them involved. I can understand yeah. that, right? Right. Talking about something that you may have run, uh, uh, f- maybe emotional. started the company yourself. That's a lot of emotions. Yeah, it's 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 emotional, and uh, and, and so we we want to get them involved in the process as early as possible, so that they can know what the answers are. Because if you don't know what you don't know, you're you're being in trouble. Well, and, you know, and another good point to bring up here is it, with it being such a big piece of the pie uh, for their retirement fund, they need to understand what the value of the business is. If and, not, it might be the whole pie. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right? Correct, yeah. Do you find often that people think their business is worth X and it's really worth Y and that Y is a lot less than X? No, never. never. No. My yeah. business is uh, hundred uh, million. Almost uh, daily. What about the opposite? <laughs> they think it's worth X, but it's worth more, they come to find out. Uh, once in a while, but... Uh, you know, not as often. Not as often. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in, let's let's talk residential real estate because most people can uh, kind of to relate that. to that. Yeah, if you try to sell your home, you, you probably think your house is worth more than the free market. That's not always the case, but hey, it's my house. I think I think it's worth. You know, a realtor might come in and say, "No, it's not one billion dollars." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Evil, but yeah, no, they think they, they way over. You know, over. Estimate, or they see on uh, like Zillow or uh, Redfin, you know, mm. your house is worth you know eight hundred thousand dollars, and you know, then you're talking it's no, it's not worth. Quite well, that. in that climate, Joe, your house is worth, and for that matter, anything you sell a car might be a car, right? Is worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Does exactly. that hold true for what you do? Yes. Um, it's, it's, is that too much of a blanket statement? No, more it's not. To it than that. You know, th- there's. Uh, uh, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on, on this, but you know, there's a multitude of different types of buyers that are currently out in the marketplace. I'll give you two of what I would call the six primary buyers that are out there. One of the categories is private equity groups. These are investment groups that raise private funds and go out and acquire businesses with cash. Maybe they go out and and leverage a little bit with banks, but for the most part, they're in full control and they can determine how much they want to pay for a company. I'll go on the opposite uh, end of the spectrum, which is single individual uh, business entrepreneurs who want to buy their very first business. They are probably going to get bank financing, and based off the bank financing, now they have to fit within a box in order for that bank to approve the entire deal. And so you're dealing with two drastically different situations um, based on you know, the, the uh, circumstances that the buyer is currently faced with. If people have questions, um, and they will on today's show, what's the best way to reach out, Aaron? We we always send them to your website, thekowalway.com. Yep. Or they can call you with any questions, 262-522-4040, uh, specifically about today's show. Right. Um, Absolutely. But how do they reach out to you, Joe, if they have questions for you? Yeah. Uh, to get in contact with us, you can visit us on our website at uh, lakecountryadvisors.com. Or you can call our office at 262-420-1998.
So that's 262-420-1998. Now, normally after the first break, Aaron, there's a boss segment, right? Business story. We're skipping it this time. We're skipping it. I mean, you're doing the whole show show with regard to this topic. Yes. Normally normally the whole show is for for anybody. Um, But this time we wanted to to make this show um, for business owners and people that are interested uh, in becoming business owners. So um, I think we have a lot of those listening. Yeah. Or interested in the topic. Uh, so that, that's what we're doing today. But, um, you know, it's exciting to, to talk about something a little bit different, um, you know, sometimes. And so there's – but there's so many. I mean, you could, we could do a whole series of shows on this. You could have your own show, Joe, on <laughs> – you know, on, do you on want to this. do a podcast, Joe? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I, I work for iHeart. I know a good producer. <laughs> right. I, I, I know people. You guys know people, yeah. We know people. But because well, there's, uh, so, there's so much. I mean, there is. we haven't even gotten to some of the technical things like interest rates yet. You know? yeah. so, well, does it compare? I, I know we got a break here. But quickly, everybody knows the real estate market. I think most people realize that this climate is a low on inventory, right? And there's a lot of buyers, but there's just not enough houses on the market. And rates have gone up if you're a buyer, right? Is it kind of similar in your side? It is similar. Right now, um, it's still very much a seller's market. Um, there's plenty of buyers, buyers of all different uh, shapes and sizes. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. But great news if you're a seller of a business. It is. But how much longer is it going to last? You know, we have these external factors coming into play like higher interest rates and the baby boomer generation starting to hit the retirement shorelines. When are we going to get to a point where there's too many businesses on the open market and not enough buyers? That's a, that is something that we are constantly trying to forecast and get a better understanding because that's the type of discussions we're having with these business owners on when is the right time to sell. Is it now or is it in three to five or seven years? And the climate's always changing. Just and like, it's always right? changing. It's yeah. always changing. So, again, if you want to reach out or want more information, Joe Breyer is president. His website, LakeCountryAdvisors.com, TheKowalWay.com, with locations in Waukesha, Port Washington, up in Ozaukee County, uh, Racine. Your newest addition has been Heartland, Aaron. Yeah. And, of course, the number, just for any questions, reach out to the Kowal Investment Group at 262-522-4040, the retirement clinic on WISN. Back the retirement clinic Saturday mornings with the Kowal Investment Group. President Aaron Kowal is here. Your father, Jeff, is the founder. This show, going back to 2001, we've been on the air that wow. long. That's awesome. Yeah. You, you, I, what's on? I mean, what's impressive is you've been able, you've been able to put up with us. <laughs> I'm sorry, you've been able to put up with my dad for that long. It's amazing. Uh, it's a <laughs> it's a two way street. I, I know. Right, I know. Aaron, busy today because our guest in studio. Yeah. We've got the president of Lake Country Advisors here. Joe Breyer is our guest, talking about uh, businesses and selling that business and yeah. the emotions, but then the all the logistics and all of that kind of stuff. Well. On break, we're talking about interest rates. Right. We all know they went up, right? For if you're buying a house, okay, they're about six or seven. What about a business? Well, yeah, and and that's why I'm happy you're here. We've got such a great, heavy as a great resource. Got to ask all the the good questions while we've got you. Um, but you know how how have interest rates had an impact 
on business sales. What's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they've had a tremendous impact on um, not, I wouldn't say necessarily business sales. It's just the, like you were saying, the logistics and being able to navigate to actually get the, the deal across the finish line. Um, but, you know, the interest rates have gone up significantly. You know, in, in the business world, they typically look at prime plus whatever the bank is adding on top of prime. So banks are probably, you know, in the two, 2.75 is what they're adding on top of prime. Prime currently is at about 8.25%. So the grand total business interest rate is now in the 10% range. So currently in the residential real estate market, a 30-year fixed, you're looking at, I don't know, I think about seven. I haven't checked today, but six or seven ish. Yeah, correct. So they're they're higher. They are higher. And uh, in the business world, you know, sometimes you can do a blended rate if there's real estate included with the business, um, but many times there's not. And 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 instead of doing a thirty year, you're looking at a ten year uh, business loan, and you know you're in the ten percent range. And so why is this all important? It's because of cash flow. Cash flow is king when you're talking about business valuation and when you're talking about exit strategies. And so the banks will look at it and they want to know what's the cash flow that will be able to service the debt. Well, when you're adding debt with the interest rate and you're accounting for that interest amount, you're unfortunately the business valuations have seen a significant decrease over the last year or so because boy, it wasn't that long ago that uh, the business interest rates were in the sixes, and now we're talking they're in the tens. Wow. And and I'm talking 12 months ago, 12 to 18 months. Mm. Take a stab at what what was the prime rate May 5th of last year. I'll say uh, five. Four. Yeah. Four four on the dot, uh, uh, May 5th, 2022. So it was at three and a quarter. About a year ago from now. Uh, and the prime is where right now, did we say, Joe? Uh, prime is yeah. currently at 8.25%. Yep. Yeah. And, and so, uh, as you're saying, when prime was at 4% last year, you know, that's where, like I was saying, the banks are typically adding another two points wow. to prime. And that's why, you know, about a year ago, they were at about 6, 6.25, 6.5%. Now we're up to 10.25, 10. wow. 10.75. And so the prime basically doubled in one yes. year. Yes. If it was that foreign rate. And yep. What does that say about the economy? Aaron, and where do we, you know, are we? I know real estate ebbs and flows. Right. And so well, does your industry, right, Joe? I mean, from a business perspective. You know, we talk about rising rates, and people get all concerned with rising rates. Well, the Fed doesn't raise historically has not raised rates when the economy is doing poorly. Um, so it's people, it has a negative connotation, but they're trying to cool things down, um, which, you know, it, in certain areas it's good and in some areas it's bad. So, you know, we, we can get into the whole economic debate of it on another show. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, you know, I don't know if it's having – well, is it having a huge effect right now? Are you seeing a lot of slowdown in the sales of businesses? Maybe so, it's affecting valuations because yeah. you know they're not going to be worth. Time. We might, if they have to get financing, may not be worth as much. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah, so um, I would say it is having an effect, but it is not slowing down uh, business transaction activity. 
uh, there are still many, many buyers that are out there looking to acquire businesses. But the way that it's having an effect are, you know, there's a, a couple examples that are coming to mind. So number one, deal structuring. When we're talking about residential uh, real estate sales, when you sell your your personal property, you're getting your wire or check at closing and, and you're basically done. In the business world, that's not the case. I mean, these deal structures typically have the business owner staying on for a certain period of time. That's called the transition period. And then on top of that, um, many are participating in what's called seller financing. Now, Let's just take some round numbers. Let's say you sold a business for a million dollars. Out of that million dollars, maybe you're having to seller finance 10% of it. Okay, So you're getting $900,000 at closing, but 10% or $100,000 is still owed to you in the format of an IOU, which is actually called, in our terms, seller financing. Well, when rates were lower uh, a year ago, like at six, six and a half percent, we were seeing seller financing rates be higher. And that's because if the, you know, the seller is not a bank, but they're asking to be a bank. Now we're seeing interest rates for seller financing actually being lower. And it's because the interest rates for the banks are so high, these buyers need to offset their debt service ratio by trying to negotiate a a lesser interest rate on that seller note. So, you know, that's one example of how business owners are being affected. Wow. Yeah, the... and if you're just joining us, we should give out the website to, to reach out and talk to somebody. If you got a question, Joe Breyer is president of Lake Country Advisors, and that's the website, lakecountryadvisors.com. Uh, check it out for more information. Aaron Kowal is here, and the retirement clinic focuses on different parts of retirement. Aaron, this is certainly one. Uh, we're talking with Joe the entire hour. As far as a business owner, you, you, you got to have some sort of plan, and we can't emphasize that enough. Oh, yeah, you got to have a plan. This isn't something that you just want to you know, be charging into um, and um, thinking. You, know, you got to know what it's what it's worth. You know, on when you have your investments, um, you know, you have a statement that shows on a monthly basis, or you could look online and just look go on real online, time check for, your balance, right? Yeah, it's all on, you know, check your balance on a regular basis. You know what it's what it's worth. Well, how do you do that for, for a business? That's an interesting point Aaron is bringing up. I think it's human nature. Most business owners, I would think, would want to know what the value is of my, my, my business. Well, much like what Aaron does, you know, I'm sure, Aaron, when you sit down with a new client, you go through what's called discovery day, right? Yep. You sit down, you understand what are their goals and objectives. We take the same approach. And, and you know, it's my philosophy that these business owners really need to know everything that they need in order to make an informed decision if now is the right time to sell their business or if they should sell it in a couple of years from now. And so what we typically do is when we do sit down with a business owner, we go through our own discovery day and then we offer a free valuation. And when we sit down with them, we'll collect financial statements, we'll understand the business and the business characteristics understand all those business value drivers, and then we'll conduct the business valuation prior to them deciding if they want to bring it to the market today because they have to know what are they going to be expecting to get before they make the decision to actually come to the open market. Yeah, because it could be dramatically different. That could uh, alter your plans 
on retirement on even if you're going to sell have you have you experienced much where you do the valuation then they're like uh never mind absolutely <laughs> joe I'm, I'm just curious what kind of businesses i mean you work with all types when when you're dealing in a transaction um small mom and pops i think you said before between one and 50 million is kind of the wheelhouse so that that covers a lot it does cover a lot i mean you know we like to say we're industry agnostic which means that we'll take a look at just about any industry um, because the same methodology does apply across the board for all different types of businesses. Um, but we're very comfortable with manufacturing, distribution, medical, and construction. Those are probably our top four go figure in uh, the Midwest and in Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it, uh, mom and pa type shops, sometimes the businesses are too small where we don't think we're going to be successful. And then we have to have that difficult conversation with the business owner. Or like Aaron, as you were saying, um, you know, sometimes we're coming up with a value and it's far less than what the business owner originally thought the business was at. Well, now we're having a whole different type of discussion because it's a lot of time effort and energy that we as advisors need to put into these accounts that we take on. And if we're not on the same page as far as valuation, it doesn't make sense for us to bring it to the open you market. Know, agents in real estate, residential, do comps, right? A, a yeah. comparable market. They do look something at, similar? Yeah. Do you do something similar? Absolutely. But that's got to be more of a challenge, right? Finding a business that's similar. Yeah. And so, you know, at Lake Country Advisors, we have the appropriate databases for valuation purposes to be able to go into different industry sectors and understand from a geographic standpoint, you know, what CNC machine shop has recently sold in the state of Wisconsin over the past five years. And we'll be able to pull up those comps. And then and then it's also based on the size of the business. You know, is a $100 million company valued differently than a $10 million company? Absolutely. And so we need to be able to pull those comps and then we take those ratios and, you know, calculate and do all our accounting nerd fun stuff to uh, really <laughs> understand the true stuff. value of a business. You work your magic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, Ma- Mary in my office just got excited to hear about that. Nerd, she likes the nerd fun stuff. Nerd um, fun stuff. Well, that goes to my to my um, my next question. That I want, my next topic I wanted to bring up. Along the lines of nerd fun stuff is, you know, how important is, how important is the due diligence when buying or selling uh, a business? You know, because you come into a handshake deal and say, yeah, it looks great, and then find out, yeah, well, wait, the entire business is one customer and uh, they left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, how the important due, is that due diligence? The due diligence is uh, extreme, to be very honest. And and when we sit down with business owners, we prep them. Uh, to fully understand that. So, um, you know, we typically say there's going to be some information provided up front. Once we get to an accepted offer, that's really when the due diligence begins because unlike residential real estate, an, an accepted offer in a business is really just a formal letter of intent. Um, and once that's agreed upon, which is really just the price and structure of how the payment is going to be received, from there, that's when the real due diligence begins. And when you do due diligence, there's due diligence on the bank side and there's due diligence on the buyer side. 
And both will have different agendas of what they're trying to discover. But it is really the opportunity to pop the hood and really inspect the engine. And, um, you know, we try to tackle that kind of stuff up front with business owners. Um, but, you know, from time to time, something will pop up and due diligence. But we handle it accordingly. And you got to have the right professionals in your corner to help you navigate those situations. You have to be licensed in states for, for what you do like a... Yes. A realtor would be. So you're licensed mm-hmm. in Illinois and Wisconsin. Correct. Yep. Yeah. And you represent both buyers and sellers? We do, but we are 99% a sell-side representation yeah. firm. On the so selling we are, side. We yeah. are representing more sellers and buyers, but because we represent so many sellers, buyers naturally come to us. Exactly. And it's um, so if you're a business owner and you don't have any sort of plan, and this is what we stress every week with the retirement plan, no different. Right. If you're a business owner, reach out to Lake Country Advisors. Go to their website, lakecountryadvisors.com. And with Aaron Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, their website, thekowalway.com. And a lot more coming up. In fact, after a quick break here, the Wealth Management and Preservation segment with Aaron and with Joe Breyer. On WISN, the Retirement Clinic will be right back. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. It is that time, and you may have noticed new music now on the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. I love it. If I had a million dollars, what would I do? You know, this is funny. On the break, we were saying, if a million dollars, you know, years ago, you'd be a millionaire. Oh, my gosh, that's, you're rich, right? Is a yeah. million enough to retire these days? A totally separate topic. Totally separate topic. Whole other show. I mean, that's... Yeah, a million dollars 25 to. years ago is now, you know, look at I mean, today's just, market and inflation. Is it enough? Right. Oh. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't. It depends on your lifestyle. One quick aside, I was, uh, I saw um, someone posted a... Uh, you know, Sears used to sell homes via catalog. Yeah, and they sent it to you, and you you build it. A lot of those homes are still standing, but it was like, I think like uh, four hundred dollars or eight hundred dollars or something like that for for this home. And someone calculated the, and they're nice. It's not like you know a, a, a dump or anything like that. And calculated with the inflation, it was like today it'd be like fifty four thousand dollars, fifty five thousand dollars, and they spent so, under so 1, really a million. That gets to the point. A million doesn't does not buy what it would in the past. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we changed the music up. It's worth less. Not worthless, it's worth less. Yep. And Aaron, this is the same segment. It's called the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. Hope you like the new music. And with us today on the show, helping us do this segment with Aaron, is Joe Breyer, president of Lake Country Advisors. Yeah, and and so I wanted to, to talk about this. So people are looking to sell their business. Generally, you work with businesses um, you know, in the one value to $1 million to $50 million range. Um, so what are characteristics that buyers should look for in a business? Yeah, you know, I'd say when, when buyers are looking at a business, um, there's many, I've said it in uh, the past segment here, there's some business value drivers that buyers will typically take a look at. And these are the same characteristics that we'll sit down with a business owner and kind of review uh, in determining what the value of the business is and is now the right time to bring it to the market? Or do we need to maybe focus on one, two, three, or all of these categories uh, and really try to improve those 
sectors of the business um, before they bring it to the open market. So, you know, first and foremost, when you're talking about business valuation, it's all about cash flow. You know, and cash flow can come in a couple different formats. Um, you know, everyone knows what net profit is, um, but there's an accounting term or acronym called EBITDA, which is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization. That is one type of cash flow. Wow, that's an interesting acronym. Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> that's my dog's name. EBITDA. <laughs> wow. I've um, never heard of that one. And so, yeah. you know, that that's one. And then there's another one that's, that is uh, SDE or seller discretionary earnings. And the reason is, is because there's a lot of business owners that uh, will run a lot of various miscellaneous quote unquote business expenses through the business. And what we do is we go in and we recast those financials to understand if the business is run squeaky clean, what is the real true cash flow available to a uh, to a buyer? Um, and so that's by far number one. So for you business owners out there, if you're thinking about getting your business prepped and ready for sale, get your books and records in order. Having proper financial statements that are accurate and up to date, super, super important. Well, and then... If you have them accurate and up to date, you know what numbers or if you have the right advisor like Joe, if you have the right advisor that can tell you what numbers to improve that that have little levers that pull make big changes. Yep. Um, and so what levers to pull to make make the biggest impact on the value of your business? I mean, that's the $64,000 question, right? In your industry, first off, yeah. what's the selling price? Just like a house, what's it going to sell for? But then what's that cash flow going to be? Yeah. Right. It's almost and like, if what's you my do, salary going to be at a new job? But then if you do this and this, you can increase that value a lot. So, so let me give you an example. Let's say a business has a total EBITDA of $1 million. Um you know, some might say that there is a market multiple, which again, from the previous um, section that we were talking about, the segment before, uh, we were saying that you pull business comps of recently sold businesses. Well, maybe those business comps are saying that similar businesses have sold at a market multiple of five to seven times that cash flow. Well, if your EBITDA is a million dollars, that equates to a $5 million to a $7 million valuation. Well, that's a $2 million swing. So what are some of the things that will determine, is it 5? Is it 5.5? Is it 6.25? Or is it a $7 million business? I'll quickly run through some. One would be owner dependency. How active is the owner in the business? Another one would be, What's the labor force like? Is there a good team of employees that would be coming along with the business? And in that labor force, is there a management team? Is someone taking over uh, the accounting and someone's taking over sales and someone's doing the advertising and marketing? Someone's in charge of HR? Or is that all falling on the shoulders of the owner? Um, oh, that's a big one. It is. It's a yeah. huge one because, mm -hmm. you know, you got to think of it. If a buyer's coming in, do they want to take on all that responsibility? Right. Or just keep it running the way it is status quo. Correct. Right. So there's tons of business value drivers that are associated with a business that need to be taken into consideration. And there's so many more from 
customer concentration to age of equipment, the industry trends, the growth opportunities. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I think we're running out of time. <laughs> you, think of, you said age of equipment, like a CNC machine or factory industrial type of setting. Think of all that. Somebody's got to go through and determine what's the value of all and, of yeah, this. Yeah, they're all worth something. It's not what you paid for it. That's correct. Right. And, right. and, and who wants to buy a business where you're going to have to replace all the equipment within your first year? So the age of the equipment and how good of condition the equipment is in does come into play. Like buying a house and you got to replace every window. Oh, and by the way, the roof and yeah, your foundation's got to be fixed. That's exactly. a lot to take on. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, a business, it's like times 10. There's a lot of moving parts. So after the break, stay tuned. Good stuff. We'll give you the information for Lake Country Advisors. President Joe Breyer has been our guest for the entire hour. More coming up. Aaron Kowal is here, thekowalway.com. Or call them at 262-522-4040. The Retirement Clinic, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock. I'm Paul Cronforst. We'll be right back. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, buy you furniture for your house, maybe a nice Chesterfield or an Ottoman. And if I the kind of couple of minutes here on the retirement clinic aaron kowal a good show with our friend joe Breyer. he's president of lake country advisors yeah and i have one more question to give you a minute to answer it i'm a business owner i'm contemplating selling my business what's the number one thing that i need to think about right now you know i think it's a combo of two things i think one you really need to be well organized and then secondly, you need to seek help and get an education because trying to navigate the mergers and acquisitions waters is sometimes treacherous, right? And so you really need to have someone in your corner to help not only advise, but help guide you through the unexpected circumstances that pop up in any kind of uh, deal transaction. So just having the right people in your corner and whoever it ends up being, have people that you trust because it's going to be the same when you come across a buyer. You have to make sure you trust the buyer, you trust your advisors. It's the best way to have a successful exit strategy. Well, you also want to maybe maximize, get as much for your business as you can, right? So Absolutely. That's yep. all part of it. Hey, what's your number again, Joe? That is 262-420-1998. Or LakeCountryAdvisors.com. Aaron Cowell, I know your number. I've got it. 262-522-4040. Find us at our website, the thecoalway.com. Uh, and then also you can find us on Twitter at Coal underscore invest, Facebook and LinkedIn as well. And tune in Monday through Friday at 3 o'clock and 5 p.m. news block time. It is the Coal Investment Group and their market updates for the day. That does it for this week. We're back next Saturday, 10 o'clock. Aaron, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm Paul Cronforce, the Retirement Clinic on WISN Milwaukee.